Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show. show. As I always say, welcome back, everybody. We are continuing on in our series on the fruits of the Spirit. We hope that our four listeners are enjoying cool. this. If you have not subscribed to our podcast, please subscribe. That way you automatically get our downloads to what is the only podcast I know that has a deacon and a layperson in it. And your daily, your weekly reflections for the gospel. The weekly reflections for the gospel and, yes. the, and the readings from Sunday um, come down. And coming up soon, Lisa will be doing a series. On Thomas Kempis's The Imitation of Christ. Right. So she'll be doing a reflection each day yeah. on these little readings. So she'll do the reading mm-hmm. for that day, and mm-hmm. then she will do a reflection on it. Yeah. So she is venturing out on her own. So... Uh, so this week, Lisa, we are talking about... Generosity. So what do you have on generosity? Well, it's easy for us to be generous with our friends and our family, but the fruit of the spirit generosity is we are called to be generous with people we don't know, especially the most needy. And why do you think that's a struggle for? Well, I think it's easy to... Be generous with people that you know, because I think it makes a lot of people happy to be uh, giving with their family and friends. Sure. And maybe some people have like the, a hesitancy with giving to the poor because, you know, sometimes you see people um, with signs saying they need help, but maybe they are afraid that they're not necessarily needy. They're just portraying and they don't want to be taken advantage of, but um Pope Francis says that um, if we are to be generous, then we will be taken advantage of, and it's still okay. How about that? Boy, layperson Lisa breaking it down for us there, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I had my coffee. (laughs) I think part of the thing, too, Lisa, is that sometimes we don't know. I think when we think generosity, we immediately think money. Right. Right. But I think sometimes if we are giving money to something out of generosity, and we're not comfortable with how it will be used. Like if you give, um, if you give it to a homeless person, mm-hmm. are they do they have a drinking problem? Right. Do they have a drug problem? Right. Uh, are they going to use it for something other than what you intended it? Right. So a lot of people will be um, generous by actually going and buying the food. Right. And give it to or them. Or like have a little care pack in their car that they hand out. Yeah, I knew a lady uh, named April that she had a care package, and I met other people, and they would hand out the care packages. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think if we're being um, moved by the Holy Spirit to do something, we'll know that. I mean, I think there's something where you might feel guilty, but not necessarily feel moved. Mm. And I think the other part of this, too, is, is there are a lot of signs around that state not to help the homeless. Right. That, that there's there, government or social services to places they can yeah, go. Yeah. So. I think knowing where those places are, maybe having little cards on them so you can give them to the person if you feel comfortable. Yes. And safety is another issue, too, oh, sometimes sure. that people yeah. are afraid. But there's other ways we can be generous. There's yes. other organizations. You know, somebody standing out on the street corner is just one thing. Right. So what else do you have on generosity? It's emulated by Jesus uh, by going after when he went after or when he talked about the parable of the law. One lost sheep. Right. I mean, it's hard to imagine 
that he would leave the 99, right? Right. To go find the one. Right. But it's that sort of generosity that we all need. There are so many people, Lisa, that are marginalized mm-hmm. or left out or even in our own little groups. You know, there's always that one person maybe that people don't talk to as much or they don't think they can really add any value. Mm. And so they end up getting pushed over in the corner like a little lost sheep. Yeah. They're right in front of you, but they're actually lost. And you've you know got all of these people that have really in their own way created that lost mm. sheep. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like a lost sheep? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, uh, in a large group, I'll feel, like, even though you're around people, like, I'll feel lonely. Like a group of four more people? <laughs> That's considered a large group for Lisa, y'all. Yeah. We went on the Camino one time. Can I tell the story? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And so, it was me, Lisa, and Kelly Stefanko, and we're walking the Camino, and we run into this other couple at like one of the coffee cappuccino places. And so me and Kelly, we're just yapping along with this couple. And I look over at Lisa and she is over there and she looks like a petrified lost sheep that does not know where to go. Uh, And I think we have to be sensitive to this idea of what it means to be lost, right? Because I think think you can be lost in your spirituality, right? mm -hmm. That, 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 That you've lost where God is at, right? And we're all called to help draw those people back in. And so I believe that day I actually tried to draw you into that conversation. I think you did. Yeah. Maybe unsuccessfully. <laughs> and then later in the day we bumped into him again and we had to have lunch with him. And that was that was. Rough we too. had <laughs> to have lunch with him. Well, uh, that's not the right yeah. word. So you have people that have completely lost their faith, right, that need to be found. Yeah. But then you even have people within your faith on, on a, a lot of different levels that need to be drawn back in and, and to feel welcomed, right? Yeah, but you know what? Like, um, I think... Uh, God probably used you to kind of draw that lady because she was a fallen away Catholic. Yes. And he, I think, probably used you to kind of put some thoughts into her mind to maybe come back to the church because she said she didn't sin. And you kind of explained, well, <laughs> yeah, you haven't been to church in a, quite a while. <laughs> That's a sin. Yeah, that was a very interesting conversation yeah. to meet someone from halfway around the world and have a discussion with them about their faith life. And, um, to kind of challenge them a little bit. And we never know whether that had any ripple imp- effect. Well, I guess I'll never know unless right. I happen to run into her on the Camino. Right. Yeah, that was funny. That was those were that, that was a good time though. Yeah, it was. So what um, else do you have, Lisa? Well, let's see. When we give as God encourages, we deny ourselves. Ooh. Denying ourselves. Yeah. I it's interesting because you know, to be generous, I think you have to recognize that what it is you're sacrificing, well, it's not yours to begin with. Whether it's your money, mm-hmm. whether it's your time, whether it's your talent, well, the only reason you have any of those three things is because they're gifts from God. Right. And so I think sometimes we can hoard those talents a little bit um, or that um, that treasure that we have. Because we're kind of well, I've got to, I've got to keep all of this for my, you know, for the rest of my life, and, and instead of recognizing, so like I have a story one time about a worker who, um, who, he tithes ten percent, uh-huh. and he said, you know, he didn't have the money, but he told his wife, he said, we're still going to tithe the ten percent, and the next day his boss gave him a substantial raise, um, as a, not as a result of that, but. He was faithful, yeah, and it worked itself out, right. And I think when we are generous, 
God will work it out. Yeah. And, I, and here's the other thing. I We shouldn't be generous with our excess. Ah. It's not sacrificial. It's like the it's like the woman who gave the few pennies yes. that she had, yes. right? She gave all of what she had. When we give from our excess, that's our, not a sacrifice. No, that's, there's no denying ourselves in that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it doesn't mean that it's not generous. Right. But it's we can be more generous to the point that it changes who we are. Yes. Right through that sacrificial giving. Right. I like that. What yeah. else do you have? Well, God is the great provider, and He wants us to give so that. Um, others uh let's see god wants us to accept what he gives to us so that we can give as much to others kind of summarizes what you just said well well, yeah i mean just think about it if if we continue to empty out the gifts that god has given us i'm fairly assured like in the story with that guy that that the lord will replenish yeah right right and What's really cool about that is that we become vessels and conduits of God's grace, right, through our generosity Mm -hmm. to others. And one other thing, and I did this in a homily a while back, when we're being generous, God is both the giver and the receiver, Mm -hmm. right? So God is the one who sourced it. But in so many cases, we're giving back to God, right? Right. Matthew 25, the the, the homeless, um, the imprisoned, the sick, mm-hmm. um, all of those things, and and even when we're helping our fellow man, our fellow Christian, we're we're giving back to Christ because we are all the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So generosity is really recognizing that we are kind of in the middle of this exchange, as God is the giver and the receiver, which I think, and it sanctifies us, Lisa, when we do that, right? Because we're made more holy by virtue of the fact that we have opened ourselves up you know, to God working through us in that way. Right. And it's like part of almsgiving, which we focus on in Lent, but we should focus on year round. 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What else do you have? Uh, The highest gift that we can give is ourselves. Wow. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Well, I think um, maybe uh, when we choose to spend time with people who are needy, then not only do like kind of what you already said like not only do we see christ in them but christ uses us and we may um and works through us so that we may appear as christ to that person yeah and i think you know what's the one thing that keeps moving forward at least for us here on earth is time yeah right while god is timeless at least for us for now yeah time is moving on and so you know time has always been like that most valuable commodity so when you're willing, as you said, to give your time to be with someone else, that's very generous, mm-hmm. especially when you don't want to yeah, or you don't feel like you have time to. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes sacrificial. Uh, you schedule your life around God right. and not God around your life. Right. Very good. Right. Got anything else? No, I think that's about it. All right, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm layperson Lisa. See Bye. you next time. Bye. Go ahead, Lisa. Say hello. Bye.